We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Business Matters presented by Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union. My name is Rob Capello. I'm a Chief Strategy Officer at Nalmedia Group. Today, we welcome Dave Malcroy to Business Matters. Dave, thank you for joining me this morning. Good morning. Thank you. Uh, you're, you're joining us from New York, I heard. Yes. Yeah. It's afternoon here. Yeah, afternoon, I guess there, it's right. Um, so Dave is the founder of Give Hope Wings, fundraiser for Hope Air, and recently led a group of pilots on an expedition across Western Canada to raise donations for patients who travel long distance for medical care. And we're gonna unpack all that in our discussion. Um, but Dave, before we dive into Give Hope Wings, I, I'm always curious about sort of the journey on people, how they got to where they are today. So curious, what were you doing before you started Give Hope Wings? What was your path? I assume you were a pilot or you know, what, what was your path before that? So I, I learned to fly in Cranbrook as it happened. Oh, okay when I was 19, and that was too, far too many years ago, far too many decades ago. <laughs> I, I spent a career in the lumber business, and uh, the last 15 years of which were in the UK. I went over there, we, our company, we bought a business over there, and I went over there in 2000 to help out with a turnaround for a couple of years and, and stayed for 15. Wow. So uh, moved back to Canada, in fact, to Kelowna, in 2015, but I was flying all my life, not for work, but for pleasure and occasionally, you know, for business. Got it. But yeah, I spent my life flying. It was my, it's been my hobby all my life. And when I, when I actually came close to finishing work in 2014, I always had a dream to fly the North Atlantic. Okay. And I decided I'm, I've never had time to do it. I've, I've had a very hectic work life. Yeah. And so I'm going to do this. And then I got thinking about, geez, why not just keep going? Yeah. So I ended up flying around the world in 2014. Uh, and I raised a couple of hundred thousand dollars for two charities. One in Scotland, where I was still living, and right. Sick Foundation in, in, uh, in Canada, in Toronto. And so did that in 2014. Then 2015 moved back. And by 2016, I'm getting itchy for more long distance flying yeah, yeah. and uh, in 2017 I decided I had to do something and uh, but wanted as I did with around the world trip wanted to do some good while I was you know having fun yeah. Yeah, great. so so myself and two other pilots founded Give Hope Wings in 2017 actually mm -hmm. and uh, set a goal to, to fly around South America and uh, and we associated with with uh, Hope Air. Yeah. Living offshore, <clears throat> somebody said, "Well, what about?" I was looking for a charity, and somebody said, "Well, what about Hope Air?" And I said, "What's Hope Air?" Uh, you know, I'd been offshore for 15 years, so I googled Hope Air and I phoned them and said, "Hey, I'm thinking about flying around South America to raise money for a charity. Are you interested?" And they said, uh, "Hang on, hold the line." <laughs> and, and a week later, I had dinner with the president of Hope Air, who happened to be in Vancouver. 
and uh, and uh, that was the start of it. And then in January second, twenty eighteen, we um, myself and another airplane, three of us plus one guest pilot, yeah, took off from Kelowna on January second, twenty eighteen, in a snowstorm, and we returned sixty days later, not in a snow snowstorm, but having <laughs> flown twenty one. Yeah nautical miles right around central and south america wow so and that was the beginning of you so on that uh, venture we did raise half a million dollars for hope air and that was the birth of gift hope wings and it's turned into an annual project uh for to raise money for hope money and awareness for hope air right right in 2019 we did a we flew around alaska raised a quarter of a million dollars on that one for Hope Air. And then we planned and for 2020 to fly across Canada. Mm. COVID put the kibosh on that. And we did a much reduced uh, Ontario and Quebec trip in 2020. Okay. 2021, we planned to fly across Canada. COVID kiboshed that. <laughs> and we did a shortened version. We flew from Boundary Bay to Hudson Bay, basically okay. Vancouver to Churchill and back. Okay. And in 2022, we said, well, we're going to do across Canada. And we've just completed doing that. Yeah. So the, the, so the expedition you just completed was a uh, coast to coast. Yes, correct. Yeah. We'll dive into that. I'm curious a little bit about so much there, which is amazing. But back 19 years old, what drove you to like, I'm going to get my, I'm going to get a pilot license. Like what, what's, what, like, what was it in the family? Like what, what got you motivated? No, it wasn't in the family. It wasn't in the family, but I remember I was about seven or eight years old. First time I was with my dad and we were at some little grass strip. I can't remember where, and I got up close and personal to an airplane, a little yeah. super cover something. And I was just awestruck by this machine that could actually carry people into the air. I was awestruck. So when I left school and, uh, had some money, a little bit of money for the first time in my life. First thing I did is took flying lessons. Interesting. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I I remember being a young one too, and um, I, I was born and raised in Kamloops, and they used to have an air show that came to Kamloops. It would be going there with my dad was like my probably fondest memories of a child. I never got my license. I haven't flown, but definitely my fondest memories of being at, you know, going to the air shows and watching the snowbirds and watching the, yeah, it was, it was amazing. Um, so what, I'm curious, I, I don't know, you're 30,000 plus feet in the air. What, what, what do you love about that? Like what, what's your, like, I'm sure the, the beauty you would see is one of it, but what do you love about flying? Well, uh, I've been asked that question more than once. And the answer, <laughs> and the answer is everything. Yeah. Everything about flying I love. Uh, and we're not at 30,000, by the way, more like 10,000. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so I love the sounds, the smells of an airplane, hmm. the, the feel of the controls, and of course the vistas that we see, like nobody else gets to see is what we see from light aircraft. The places we get to go, and the experience of mastering this machine of the air, right? And the experience, and every time I've been doing this for for way too long, you know. <laughs> and every time I land, I I have geez, another flight successfully completed. It's an accomplishment. Yeah, and it's always um, a desire and an ambition to do better on this flight than I did in the last one. You know, to to keep keep improving. Interesting. I'm reminded of uh, 
the Spanish uh, uh, guitarist Pablo Casals was asked at age 92, uh, Senor Casal, why at, at, at age 92 do you practice four hours every day? And he said, because I think I might be getting better. <laughs> so true too <laughs> um so what what made you you, you kind of gave us the the you know the history of give hope wings I'm, I'm curious what motivated you to tie the fundraising to the your passion of flying though like what you know where you sitting around the dinner table and go you know i want to fly and i'm gonna you know what what motivates you to tie the the, the fundraising part to it. Well, the, I'll go back a little further. When I did the round the world, right, that was very expensive, and I was total novice to. I mean, I'd done a lot of flying, and I'd flown all over Western Europe when I lived there. Right, but but doing a an expedition like that's a major event, Got and it. it costs a lot of money. So I thought, well, actually, if I can associate with a charity, maybe I can cover part of my expenses, yep. do good at the same time, right? And so I was a novice on fundraising and whatnot, that first one. But when we focused, when we associated with Hope Air, I mean, I learned a lot in the first one. And actually, I did a trip up to Alaska in 2016. I led six, six airplanes up to Alaska, just 11 guys in six airplanes having a great time for two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And at the end of that one, I said, you know, maybe if we do another trip, we shouldn't do it just for fun. We should do it to, for good. Yeah. And two of the guys said, I'm in. Yeah. And so they, they joined me, you know, a year later when we formed Give Hope Wings. And they, but the idea, and when I found out and talked to Hope Air, this is a charity that provides an absolutely essential service for Canadians to get to health care. The, the issue in Canada is we've got a great health care system, but access to it is the issue. And if you live in Smithers and you've got a kid with cancer and he needs 10 trips to, to Children's Hospital and you don't have a lot of money, you've got a really big problem. So Hope Air solves two, two problems, the problems of cost and distance. Hope Air provides free flights, many free flights as this kid and his mother or other parent needs. And uh, so that's what Hope Air does. And when I found out and looked into them, they're a very effective charity, very low cost. Mm -hmm. Very little goes to administration and all right. of it goes to funding plates. So, so uh, I mean, obviously it's aviation minded, it's health minded. Right. And what's not to love about the opportunity to fly great distances and have a great time. Yeah. Uh, while, while raising hundreds of thousands of dollars. By now we've raised almost since we started Give Hope Wings almost two million dollars for Hope Air. Wow, that's amazing! That's yeah. amazing. So does Hope Air? Do they do do they operate anywhere in Canada? Yeah, Hope Air's got an office in Toronto, a modest okay. office in Toronto, yeah. and very few people. And what they do is people that have need have need the service contact them, email, phone, whatever. Yeah, and they match them up. They'll book a flight for them. Right. Either airline or on a private pilot such as myself okay. uh, in more remote, uh, remote areas and we'll get them to the health care they need. Interesting. So did you ever have a, a desire to fly commercially? Have you ever had that desire to like, you know, I'm going to go work for Air Canada and fly some? Yeah, I did. When I was 19, I tried to get into the Air Force. Oh, okay. Uh, vision wasn't quite 2020 uncorrectable. Yeah. So I, I, I got washed out. And then I was thinking about the airlines. I ended up 
in business and and actually i think my life turned out probably better for not doing that but one never knows does one no fair enough yeah fair enough interesting so what made you take what like you like what made you take such a like an important role when it comes to organizing give give hope wing the expeditions like what you know i i, I know you have a love for flying but there's more to it right like it sounds like there's a passion to help and there's a like there's more to it than just being behind you know yeah so you know i had a a, a lengthy career in the forest products industry whatnot and did really did, did okay on it yeah and, uh when i was a little kid growing up in nelson bc I had a couple of people who, who affected my life. One of whom was a, was a, my music teacher, and she was a, a wife of a, a minister. Okay. And, and I, I ended up working for her quite a bit summers and whatnot. And okay. She had a lot of time to lecture, me. <laughs> and, and and you know, and she would drill into my head, David McElroy, uh, to whom much is given, much is expected. Mm. And she also asked me one day, she said, sooner or later, you're going to have to figure out there's two types of people in the world. There's givers and the takers. Which one are you going to be? Mm. Yeah. So you put those two things together. And if one is fortunate enough to, you know, anybody who grows up in Canada is fortunate. Absolutely almost anywhere else in the world yeah yeah but and also you know i had a good career and whatnot and, and you know there's time to give back isn't there yeah absolutely 100 percent. And, and when you can tie your passion to it there's win-win what's right? uh yeah what's not to like about this whole deal yeah interesting yeah. so can you can you talk a little bit more about and then we'll, I, I do want to talk about your latest expedition but can you talk a little bit more about the need um for medical care and travel, like you've touched on a little bit, and you know that that access is difficult. But can you speak a little bit more mm -hmm. about that? I think people that maybe don't understand, you know, the the role, like you know, the fundraising that you're doing is helping Hope Air and how it helps a family. You mentioned one. Yeah. Was not only not only don't most people understand this, but a lot of professionals in the healthcare system don't know about Hope Air. Mm. And, and the fact is, you know, if people that are in the cities, and, you know, that's the majority of Canadians right. live in Vancouver, right. or Toronto, or Montreal, or Halifax, or, or, or and, and, and uh, you know, if you get cancer, my son had cancer uh, five years ago, and he's, he's cancer-free now, but he lived in Toronto, and he was 15 minutes from the cancer clinic. Right. But if you live in Newfoundland, it's a whole different deal. Right. And if you don't have pops of money, and most Canadians don't, then how do you get to the care you need? Right. And because getting there is very costly and time consuming, but it's also very hard on people when they're sick and on their families. Right. Yeah. So, you know, like going back to the kid in Smithers, you know, it's a 15 hour drive each way where it's a one and a half hour flight. And, and you know, Hope Air takes the position that when people are in the state of having, you know, bad, bad, very bad diseases and potentially fatal diseases, the last thing the family should have to worry about is getting to the hospital, you know? Right. So that, that's the motivator. But, but, but Hope Air and our missions give out wings. We're, we're here to raise money, but also awareness. So I appreciate this, this chance to talk to your, your audience. 
yeah. uh, that that this service is available, and chances are your health, your doctor or your nurse might not even know. Don't about even it. know about it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Um, let's talk about the latest expedition. So I think you just finished up on the 25th. Is that right? Like June 25th? Yes. Yes. So where did you guys fly? Talk a little bit about sort of. Yeah. The so, so the mission was 20, 22 or 23 days, whatever it was. Okay. Uh, it was to launch June 6th from Victoria. Okay. Fly to Newfoundland and then end in Saint-Jean, just out of Montreal, Quebec okay. on the 25th. Now, in the event, we were pl plagued the whole trip almost with bad weather. Mm. And we actually, the, uh, we launched in Kelowna. Yeah. Because the weather was horrible that weekend leading up to the Monday launch. So uh, one of our team leaders, uh, expedition leader, Steve Drinkwater, had the tracking device in his plane. And he lives okay. in the coast. And yeah. he was in Victoria. So he managed to, you know, if you look at our trail on our website, you'll see it yeah. start in Victoria. We actually launched the mission from there and we went up to way in northern BC, Munchen Lake Resort. Okay. And, and you know, we overnight in Prince George, then Munchen Lake, and then we made our way east to Toronto over the first seven days. And uh, that was phase one. And then phase two, we launched out of Toronto. Okay. And uh, made our way east and uh, we are, we're actually going to do two two branches, two groups. The those IFR qualified like me that can fly right. an instruments. We were right. going to Newfoundland because the odds of having bad weather in Newfoundland even in late June are pretty high. Yeah. So we planned a Newfoundland route and around the Maritimes route. Okay. And in the event, uh, we didn't go to Newfoundland because the weather was worse than mm. uh, we we could have got there. Okay, but why we sit in the rain for two days in St. Yeah. John's? So we did, uh, we did go coast to coast from the Pacific to the Atlantic at Halifax and then back. So we achieved that and we certainly uh, achieved, I think we're at about 520 or $30,000 now, Okay. which is well short of, we set a target of a million. We're mm -hmm. way short of that. So we're, we're, we're trying to keep the uh, donations coming in till the okay. end of the year for the mission on that. Okay. But so that that's we we did a tour of right across Canada, did every province. One of our guys had a personal mission; he had to go to Newfoundland, so he went. Oh, okay. Uh, so so actually, the mission did go to Newfoundland. There you go. <laughs> uh, but but we did uh, so we did achieve that, and we uh, we made quite a few PR stops along the way. Right. And and had good press coverage, including interviews with clients. Mm. which are really yeah. very uh, touching and uh, almost brings a tear to your eye, I, to mm. my eye, every time I mm. talk to one of these clients and let them tell us what Hope Air meant in their lives. Can I give you an example? Oh, absolutely. Please do. So when we went to, we overnight in Prince George, and then we flew up to Toad River, which is just along a gravel strip alongside the Alaska Highway, mile 422, I think. Okay. And uh, then we we took a, a an SUV for 30 or 40 miles into Muncha Lake. And then when we came out, we're getting ready to part. So there's, I think there's four airplanes there at that time. Right. And we're milling about, and we were just across the road, the highway from the strip in the Toad, Red, Toad River Lodge and getting a coffee and getting some stuff to go, you know, some yep. peanuts stuff to go. 
and this uh, uh, First Nations woman that was obviously running the joint. Right. She said, what are you guys doing here? Because we're a bunch of people and we weren't driving in and out. We were kind of walking across the road. What are you doing here anyways? And I said, oh, we've, we've been flying there. I think it was my partner said, Janice said, uh, oh, we're actually flying a mission for Hope Air to across Canada to rape. Hope Air. She said, Hope Air, I'm going to go upstairs and get, get a donation. Hang on. And she here huh. and she came down and I made a video of her. Okay. Priceless. She <laughs> said, you people, as soon as we said Hope Air, she said, you saved my daughter's life. She had breast, breast cancer three years ago, three and a half years ago. Oh my Hope God. Air saved your life. She's okay now. Jeez, you never know. Right? Just out of the blue. Yeah. That's crazy. What a story. And that, that's what, that makes it all worth it. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So interesting. Uh, how, how many pilots were involved in the ex expedition? How many of you were? Well, about 16 or 17 altogether. We kept having people drop out and we had, we had weather issues and we, right. had, we had mechanical issues. Uh, okay. And we had some people couldn't make it to start because of mechanical issues, but we had about 16 or 17 total that would join various parts. There was four of us, uh, what did you say, three of us, no, two of us that did the whole thing. Okay, okay. <laughs> Just two of us that did the whole thing from BC to, to, to the East Coast and back, but there was five or six of them did most of the trip, and then there was another or so that came in for did part of it and all of the pilots joined gen donated generously we suggested a dollar per nautical mile that you're probably okay. or yeah. more and most people don't didn't feel constrained that they had to limit their contribution to that right right absolutely for sure so is it all levels of pilots that are doing this you mentioned sort of like do you find people that have been flying forever and some people that are just started are you getting a whole range yeah we we had for for obvious reasons we did have minimum requirements in this case right. 200 hours got it uh, minimum flying time and in the case of those joining in british columbia the mountains are quite right uh, distinct for you know you and i that grew up in bc we're used to our terrain but uh right. but uh the rest of them the flatlanders they don't yeah. know about <laughs> so, so but yeah so but other than that you know we we kind of checked people out and made sure they're properly qualified and they're insured and all that stuff and then then we all learn from each other every right. day right you know those of us be flying for a long time we maybe have a little more to pass on to the younger ones yep. but we all learn from each other and it is really you know we all where the wings flight, yeah, it's yeah. wing after the wings flight. So my aircraft is wings one, and on others wings uh, two. Okay, we had up to wings twenty-two, right? And when we're flying, we're talking on the radio. Yeah, yeah. we're flying squadron, and so if somebody's up ahead can report the weather, blah blah blah. So yeah. it's a great time and very educational yeah. for everybody. Yeah, and you get to see this beautiful country too. That's amazing. Yeah, it doesn't get any better than that. I'm curious, can, can you speak a little bit about the stops? Like, what are you doing when you guys are stopping in communities other than, you know, you mentioned if you go to the website, I think you can, a lot of people can see the, some of the press you got. I saw that part of it, but what else are you guys doing? What, what, what does the itinerary look like when you're in a community? Well, um, I'll, let me give you another example, Lac La Biche, Alberta. Yeah. I, I mean, I've heard of Lac La Biche. I've flown over it a couple of times. Right. 
but I knew nothing about Lacklavish, nothing. So we made a plan. One of our pilots, lead pilots, Fazi Spees from, from uh, Saskatchewan, right. he made contact with the Lacklavish Flying Club. Right. They welcomed us. Please come, please come. We'd like to do a barbecue or do a dinner for you, blah, blah, blah. So we flew in there late one afternoon. The mayor is there, the entire city council, uh, the leaders of the flying club. Uh, there was much speech making. We didn't have a client there, but there was much, uh, and they welcomed us. They gave us in all $1,000 from this city, 500 from the flying club. In all, it was almost $2,500 worth of donations. They basically, give us the keys to the city and we were only there overnight and we were gone in the morning hmm. but they were just fantastic other stops we made including prince george sioux st marie halifax we had well organized pr events the press were there we had a clients come and right talk to, talk to the gathered people and tell their stories very very touching stories interesting Interesting. Uh, you mentioned some highlights, obviously, from your latest expedition. Is there anything else that really stands out from the trip? You've mentioned a couple, I think, that, you know, the, the, just, that were amazing. Is there anything else that really stands out for you in, in those 2022, 20, 23 days? Well, uh, the weather we, we battled, really, coming out of Muncha Lake, taking mm -hmm. off from Toad River into a narrow mountain pass. Yeah. The weather was down and, uh, you know, I'm IFR qualified, so I was able to climb up and into the right. cloud. Top. But others were really wrestling with that. Mm. That was a major challenge. And from Toad River, we flew to Fort Nelson. Okay, yeah. And we had a fuel stop there. And uh, when, I, when I landed and I was taxiing in, there was two aircraft stopped short of the route. And so I stopped short where they were. Well, it turned out one of them had a flat tire. Okay. Mm -hmm. So fine. So while I was out there looking at that, another aircraft, Bazzi, my friend Bazzi, in his in his Bonanza, flew by with the wheels up. Now, when I, I heard him coming in on the radio behind me, right? Bazzi got the wheels up. Well, because they wouldn't come down, mm. so he had a gear problem. Anyways, he got the wheels down. We landed, and then then we were getting ready to go, and then one of the other guys tried to start up and his fuel pump had failed oh my gosh so we had three mechanical issues after being having this big weather deal we had three yeah yeah, yeah. So that, that was an interesting one <laughs> and uh then the weather after that was really quite brutal till we got into ontario and then it was good um uh, okay. The, the the highlights of one of these trips really and it's not just one one day is the camaraderie throughout for sure the, so you got 10 or 15 pilots and their aircraft flying together with guests right and uh we have a great time we're chattering in the radio we're having dinner every night planning yeah. the, doing events or not but playing the next day and the camaraderie i mean we make in these trips we make friends for life lifetime yeah for sure that's amazing. You had mentioned the goal was to raise a million dollars from this expedition. For people just so wondering, I saw that it equates to about just over 2,800 flights, a million yes. dollars. 
about 3,000 yeah. fights. Right now, you said you've raised just over half a, half a million. You're, you're yeah, just so over halfway there. Yeah, so that's more than 1,500 co-pair oh. flights, client flights that we've funded so far. But we want to double that now. We really just... So how can people, someone's listening going, I didn't know this even existed. I'd like, you know, I want to get involved. I want to donate. I want to help. What do they do? What's the best way for... Please go on, on hopeair.ca, hopeair.ca. Right. And, and donate and and uh, mention G, give hope wings if you like. Yeah. But the important thing is to make a donation. Okay. Interesting. And, or, or contact us. Or contact Hope Air if you have an interest. Right. Because we're we're looking for allies all the time. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's amazing. I'm curious, how long does it take you to organize an expedition? It sounds like there's lots of planning that needs to go into place, or uh, like how, you know. So the second part of that question. Is there a next one planned? Uh, first part first. Uh, this one took eight months okay. planning. Okay. Yeah. And is there another one planned? Not yet. Okay. Uh, I, I would suggest if there's going to be another one next year, that the planning will have to start within the next three months. Mm. Any, anywhere you have in mind that the, the next trip is going to be? Not yet. No. Not yet. <laughs> Open <laughs> mind. Open yeah, mind. yeah, yeah, and it, but it doesn't. It doesn't. Then it, it. It's not just in Canada, though, right? It doesn't have to be no. just in Canada, right? Right. No, no. I mean, the first trip we made, we were out of Canada on the second right. day, right? And the second trip we went to Alaska, we we're out in Canada on the second day, right? So, but it is when we're in Canada and we can make stops at Hope Air Depots like Kelowna, Prince right. George. Right. It has more meaning. Absolutely. You know, because there's local people whose lives are impacted and can be impacted by Hope Air. But uh... interesting. So um, last thing I want to ask you, Dave, is I'm sure like we just talked about this one expedition, but you, you know, you've flown many and I'm sure you've seen and heard so many amazing stories. Is there one that really stands out outside of this one? We talked about this expedition. Is there anything that really stands out to you? Is there one story or uh, experience that you've been able to talk to a client or, or someone that you've actually worked, you know, that Hope Airs uh, provide a service for that really stands out for you? Uh, well, another one, again, it was just a personal random experience. Right. Uh, in 2019, before we did the Alaska trip, um, I was doing an interview out at the airport, a video interview, and I, so I had my uniform on and my Hope Air uh, Give Hope Wings uniform on and, and I stopped at the Walmart on the way home to pick up a couple of things and I'm walking up towards the towards the uh, cash register and this woman at the cash register started screaming she said Hope Air good have Give Hope Wings you saved my son's eyesight scared the hell out of me yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and then she was she was bellowing and and i mean everybody in the that end of the store was what's going on but this woman as i got closer she said my son his eyesight was gone i forget the disease right. 10 flights to vancouver for surgeries he would be blind today if it wasn't for you people wow that stands out yeah in my mind i mean i've had an amazing flight experience and whatnot but that one stands out as the impact that these things can have on people yeah yeah and in in you would hate to even imagine what how that story would have ended if hope air what you guys are doing wasn't there yeah exactly 
Yeah, you don't want to hear it, but oh, give hope has become quite a significant part of hope fairs. Yeah. And you know, by the way, since we're local there in the Okanagan and and, and uh, uh, Kelowna, as it happens, is the busiest deep hope air depot in Canada. Wow. Now there's two parts to that. Number one is British Columbia is disproportionately large in hope airs activities because of terrain, eh? Got it. History right. of Hope Air, uh, going back, and it was right. founded in '86. Okay. And by by the way, Hope Air has done over 162,000 missions since they were founded in 1986. That's crazy. So so so, um, uh, BC is 50 percent of all Hope Air flights, right. and the largest depot in Canada is Kelowna, Kelowna, because there's actually flights out of Kelowna and area. And into Kelowna because the Kelowna General Hospital. So that was uh, that's quite significant for me as a resident. Yeah. Interesting. That it's amazing, Dave. Like I I I know. Thank you very much for taking the time to join us today and and just even giving us a glimpse. I know that we could probably talk for another half hour, but or you know, it's thank you for giving us a glimpse of what you're doing. I really do commend you for you know the great work you and all the other pilots you're you're working with do and and. I like I said, I would hate to think what the decisions people have to make when if if they couldn't get a flight in in like That's you said stories right and you in but you know I'm hoping you and your pilots and everybody else involved are really proud of the difference that you make because all those stories are really why you do it right yeah so, that's it yeah that's it excellent well Dave thank you so much enjoy your time in New York thank you thanks <laughs> and, and really thank you for taking the time thanks so. for the opportunity to talk about Hope Air. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Thank you very much. And Mombi, we'll have you back in next to, after your next expedition. There you go. Awesome. Dave, thank you very much. And everyone else, have a great rest of your day. And thank you for tuning into Business Matters. Thanks, Dave. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First, a division of First West Credit Union and a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson regions. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. <music>